Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. Guys, welcome, welcome to, to Paradox. This I'm is Jimmy. Josh, and I'm Paradox. Glad to have you with us. We're ridiculous. No. That's pretty you, good, though. You are ridiculous. No. So that's pretty good. Like, we didn't rehearse that. We didn't plan it. We just did it, and we do that in a lot of shows. Yes. But it sounds so perfectly rehearsed terrible, mm -hmm. but we're just that bad. That's how terrible we are. Yeah, we're just we that bad. We look rehearsed terrible when it's just off the cuff. Today is December 6th, 2018, the year of our Lord, but you're hearing this this next Monday, whatever the date that is. The 10th. Do you know why? I know it's the 10th, because that is my pre-op day for my eye surgery the following Tuesday and Thursday. Ooh, you're getting unblinded. Yes. Deblinded. Yes. Um blinded. Yes. So famous he's infamous. What movie? Trace Three Amigos, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. El Wapo. How do you know it's a male play? No. Can't do that one. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. Are you excited about it? I'm excited because now they tell me that I have cataracts. Prematurely, I met Ed. Mm -hmm. I've never noticed necessarily my my eyesight being all that bad. And now, yeah. Sort of is. Pretty bad. Now I'm running over curbs at night, and your mother's afraid to ride with me. We did an event in Amarillo a few weeks back, and Saturday morning was an event for grandparents. So we spoke to the grandparents of the church. And I go to the restroom right before we start, and I walk in, and Jimmy's with a gaggle of older ladies. There might have been a man there, but... And they're talking cataracts. Cataract surgery. And I'm like, yeah. Which is what, if you were from Tokyo... This is that's how you would ask for a Cadillac. What? I don't think we can say that. <laughs> Cataract? That is right. terrible. Anyway, it, you showed your age. Yes. Is my point. Yes. Today we're not, we're not talking cataracts. We're not talking Cadillacs. Mm -mm. We're not talking to the Japanese. Mm -mm. We're talking about raising our kids different. We're talking about being different professionally. We're talking about being different maritally. Viva la difference. Viva la difference. When I, I became a Christian when I was 15, and I was from a small town in West Texas, and I was asked to go to a summer youth camp. I went, not because I was necessarily interested in, in church going. It was like a... It was a hot late. It was like a three to one ratio, oh, girls yeah. to guys. And in a small West Texas town back in the 70s, if you had an out-of-town girlfriend, your prestige oh, and sexiness just skyrocketed. You had probably four out of so town. So I was... Myers man. I was there. It was open season. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got, But when I actually stepped off the bus... I saw about 400 kids that had something that I did not have. After a very short period of time, I determined I wanted that. Don't know what it is exactly, but I want that. Thinking back on it, obviously, decades and decades later, mm -hmm. have you been able to put words to what they had? A relationship with Christ. Yeah, that's what they had. They had purpose. They had a joy. 
they seemed to be driven by something different. They wanted something different. There was a kindness. There was a less less self-centeredness. And it was startling. And I was a pretty good kid. It's not like I was like a reprobate or anything. I just thought I had it together and I was I was good. Thank you. And that was the first time I realized I was lacking something. Part of the problem that we're talking about today is our lives don't seem to be a lot different. Yeah, and as Jimbo was a heathen and wasn't saved until 15, mm-hmm. I have been walking with the Lord. Since birth. Since birth. In vitro. <laughs> But as someone who grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. Paul encourages us to always be ready to give an account for the hope that we have inside. Mm -hmm. And yet, in 30 years, I don't know if I've ever been asked about the hope I have inside, right? And they're not noticing it because potentially I don't look any different. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself, you'll, you'll know each other by your fruit. You'll know believers by the fruit of their lives. And sometimes, because we don't look different, it's hard to notice what fruit we actually do have. What motivated me at 15 was, wow, I want what they have. Do we have non-believers that are going, whoo, look at their marriage. I want that. Yep. Look at that family. I want that. Boy, they are so different. They, kind of like I did, they have different priorities. They... They seem to be driven by something that is different. There's a kindness. They're different. They're motivated differently. I want that. Are people looking at our marriages, our families, our own personal lives? Are they desiring? I tell this to parents all the time, you know, that may have kids that are, you know, maybe rejecting their faith. And it's like, well, are you making Jesus attractive? If if you're just sullen and angry and griping about and watching Fox and griping about the commies and and that's all you your children get. Well, who wants that? You know, again, if Christianity is just a big list of things you can't do, who who wants that? And so are we living a faith that first off, is our life any, is it distinguishable at all from someone who does not supposedly have the Lord God creator of the universe living inside? So to ask ourselves, are our families different? Are our marriages different? Do we have different goals, different priorities, different dreams? One small caveat before we talk solutions. You know, I went last week, and I have three new caveats, but they don't drill anymore. It's more like of a it's a it's a it's something that's it's more like a paste that hardens. You do you know, have any Do you have any caveats? I have a cavity for just a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Often we'll talk about lots of different things on the show, and I have a Bible study of about eight guys that I meet with a couple of times a month, and normally they pinpoint things that I talk about and yet in my life aren't consistent in what I talk about. Oh, that's good. It's very good of them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to name them all by name right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So, gentlemen, prepare your notes. <laughs> get get out no, your pen and paper. No, notepad and your pen and get ready. But so, solution. I wish this wasn't true. We don't wake up different. It's not like you can hope yourself into difference. It's not like you can dream yourself into difference. It's not like you can get some self-help to really be different magically. You have to put forth effort. Intentional. You ha- Yeah, you have to be intentional in your difference because mm-hmm. you're not going to wake up different. First thing, we're, we're gonna, you, you yourself, before you ever go to your kids and figure out how you can be different with them, before you go to your spouse and figure, you've got to figure out how you individually can be different. Different with your material possessions, different with your alcohol consumption, your social media use, your kindness, your hope, food intake. What is it? What? I think that was a cricket there for a second. <laughs> mm, food intake. Okay, go ahead. 
by drowning my sorrows in Bluebell. <laughs> we have to sit down and decide in what areas can we be different. We live in, in such a comparative world, and this just became, just this exploded now due to social media where everything from the vacation that you may take, the party that you give your three-year-old, everything is being compared online on Insta and Facebook and Twitter. And we seem to be driven to have the same thing. We seem to be driven to, to have the appearance of having it all. But, you know, the New Testament is pretty clear that you cannot, you can't seek the world and seek God at the same time. You you got to make a choice. You, know, you can't have two masters, amen. Amen. We're called to be the salt of the earth, right? So we're we're supposed to make the world thirsty for God. It seems like we are being we're thirsty for the world. It's like all these people that are gaining monetary success and material success, it's like they're putting their light on top of a hill, shining away to materialism and we're just flocking to it like a moth to a flame. You are right. There comes a point in time when we've got to, as Paul was quoting the Old Testament, we've got to come out from among them and be ye separate. One of the examples... And to your point, intentionally. Yeah, well, one of the examples of me that I am living intentionally different is my smartphone. Not that it's old. That's not the different part. No, because it's, what, three weeks old? <laughs> you have, what is it, an iPhone 40? <laughs> but... I have maybe the dumbest smartphone of all time. So I don't have social media. I can't download. I took away my ability to download apps. I have triplexchurch.com, their uh, web browser, which is terrible and clanky. I had to choose it out of a necessity because of pornography. Mm -hmm. So like I had to get rid of all those things and choose difference. Again, I wasn't going to wake up and those things disappear. I had to choose to be different. For me, it's out of necessity, but there's a lot of ways in which we can be different just to be different. Two things on that very point. Just this week, Tumblr, Tumblr, one of the largest purveyors of pornography on the interwebs, they're now consciously actively removing all porn from Tumblr. That's kind of huge. That's ginormous. Man. So that's the only thing I have on my phone is Tumblr. So they're going to remove it all from me? You do me? not have Tumblr on your <laughs> no, phone. No, what would I use with Tumblr? Exactly. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool thing. And Covenant Eyes, you talk about Triple X Church. Did, and wait, did they give a reason? Uh, yeah. They just don't love porn they anymore. They just decided that the research was that it was harmful, and so now they're going to actively harmful, take yes. it off. Yeah. Wow. Because there's a whole porn is not bad movement out there. You know that, right? Yeah, but a lot of people are coming out against that. Secular. Yes, they are. Newsweek, just this past week, had a huge article on the negative impact of porn on on sex lives. But Covenant Eyes is coming out with a brand new technology. Yeah, it's blocking and stuff, and yeah, it shows you where you went and everything, but it's it's like a screen capture. If you get around, if it comes up on your screen, it's recorded. So even if you get around with a proxy server, if you're able to get around some blocking software or whatever, if it appears on your screen, it will be logged. That's interesting. Very interesting. I, I just assumed if it appeared on your screen, it was logged, but not... No, no. not necessarily. Huh. There's a lot of ways to get around it. So those two are we, asides. We digress. We digress. So I chose to, in that example, with just my dumb smartphone, I had to choose to be different. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways in which we can choose to be different just to be different. Take alcohol intake. Like if you're, if you are hanging out with your buddies and they normally watching a game have four or five, maybe sometimes you don't have to drink. 
and that might ask get them to ask in the questions. first quarter. And you might be able to share kind of why you're maybe not drinking, or maybe you're having one drink. I mean, it can be, and that's not necessarily potentially, unless you have an alcohol problem, a have to for you, like my phone, but you're choosing to be different just so that you're asked why you're different. And many of us are petrified of that very thing, being identified as being different and being asked about it or ridiculed because of it. I had an amazing young man in recently, and he is a policeman. And he said that environment is so macho and so locker room-like, you know, so... Similar to the paradox. Yeah. yeah, Okay. uh, That it really works against his faith, you know? And he says, man, if I just really become strong in my faith, I'm going to be ostracized at work. You know, there's a, and that was just really blatant out there, and he was so honest to to say that. But many of us, I mean, we we actively work toward our children being exactly the same, dressed exactly the same, having the exact same technology, doing the exact same sports, the exact same intensity. We want our children to be spitting images of society, cultures, a lost world's children. I don't. We're petrified of being different when the scripture is telling us to embrace it. That we need to be because, hey, the world hated Jesus, and he's, the world is going to hate us if we're all popular. There's something wrong. Uh, you know what? The famous story of Wesley, John Wesley, who was the itinerant preacher who founded the Methodist Church, and and he came in all depressed in this one little town. They said, "What's wrong?" And he says, "Well, it's been three days and someone's thrown something at me. I must be watering down the gospel because Jesus is a stone of offense. We are ne- we we on we should never be from a worldly perspective insanely popular." Because Jesus is offensive. Everyone talks about just the love of Jesus. Yes, absolutely. But the love of Jesus, Jesus himself, is offensive to this lost world. That's why I'm super excited I only have 50 Twitter followers. I must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. Last week, my sweet five-year-old came home and asked, can I have a laptop? And I asked her to spell it first. You can spell it. You can have it. She could not. And then she went on about how one of her best friends in kindergarten has a laptop to himself. Oh, Lord. I said, sweetheart, our family doesn't do that. There's going to come a day pretty quickly. Well, it already kind of has, although they don't necessarily know that there are quote-unquote gaming systems out there, but they love gaming anytime they're at a place that has it. And I know the day's coming. Can we have a Xbox or whatever? Well, they use the Xbox when they're at Honey and Aces. (laughs) I mean, Ruthie, Ruthie and I were playing Grand Theft Auto, and I mean... She's really good. And the answer until they get into middle school is no. Our family doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to have other hobbies outside, outdoors, before they get into video games because it's so highly addictive. But the answer to our family is no. No, of course not. Not until you're in middle school because our family doesn't do that. Well, why? Because our family doesn't do that. I don't have to have a sane reason. We're just different. It's not what we're going to do. Yeah. That's an intentional way of being different. This leads into not only do we have to sit down and figure out how we individually can be different, we also have to sit down with our spouse or if we're not married with you know our community and figure out how can I parent differently. And in closing, when you look at the world, when you look at society, just take technology and social media for an example. I have seen children, because of their behavior, when a parent takes their phone away, grab a butcher knife and threaten their parent. I have seen them take a hammer and in the middle of the night when their parents were asleep, destroy the parents' phones. In a panic, run out of the house 
steal their parents' car keys and steal their parents' car and drive off into the night. Is that who we want to be? I mean, we're trying to look like the world. We don't want our children to be the slightly different. Is that who we want to be? Do we want to be just just this shallow, self-consumed people? Is, is that who we want our family to be? Is that what I want our marriages to be? Then why are we working so hard to be like that? Embrace difference. Breathe it in. Rejoice in it. Be different so that we can be a light on a hill and the salt of the earth. And if you'll turn to hymn number 34. And ultimately parenting, we've said this before, but ultimately parenting to get your kids to be different, to parent differently, it's going to take a lot more no's than it is yes's. Come on and so now. just focus on that. If big you do nose, nothing, big schnoz, a big nose. <laughs> just give them nose. lots of nose. And why? Well, because our family doesn't do that, or at least it doesn't do it tonight. Maybe next week, right? <laughs> so, and that's fine. And that's fine. And they get used to hearing no, so they're not stealing your phone when they're older because you said no to them for the first time. So you've got to sit down, purposely figure out how do I parent differently, and then finally with your spouse. I mean, it is such a healthy dialogue to sit down and go, how can I love you better? How can I be different? Different. How am I not treating you with love or respect in front of other people? I know everyone else in my office goes to a bar for a happy hour after work before they go home. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to go home to my wife and I'm going to help her with the kids because she's exhausted. I'm going to choose to be different. I know all my guys are working 80 hours a week and I'm going to choose not to do that. I know I sit with a gaggle of girls. And I may not make the promotion because of it. Correct. I know that I sit with a gaggle of girls and all we do is badmouth our husbands, but I'm going to actually speak respectfully about him. It's choosing to be different. It's sitting down with your spouse, helping each other figure out how to be Mm -hmm. different maritally as well. Preach it, brother. If you want more information about this episode, it is ParadoxPodcast.com. You can also find uh, previous episodes as well as our socials there. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you have anything good to say, please go on to review. Anything bad, just keep it to yourself. Amen. And we'll see you next week. See you. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to TherapyWithBilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to JulieLylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to ParadoxPodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Distracted, noncommittal, glued to their devices, and, and all those things that kind of are what hit you right on the surface. But I, I think what we've seen is a longing for for something that's more real and exciting and kind of engaging.